Welcome to the ICFM Leadership Podcast, where we focus on empowering, equipping, and leading. We pray this message will bless and inspire you. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining the broadcast today. My name is Dr. Bob Romando. I am the ICFM Southeast Regional Director and Senior Pastor of New Life Family Worship in Punta Gorda, Florida. Thank you for allowing me to share the Word of God with you today. It is always an honor and a privilege to share the Word of the Lord as we join together around His anointing. I would like to share with you today about sound words, their importance as a foundation of our life and our ministry. In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 13, Apostle Paul writes to Timothy and says, Retain the standard of sound words which you have heard from me in the faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. The standard is a form, a pattern, or an example. And the sound words that were given, they were given by God himself. If God did not give a revelation of himself, the inventions of man in religious things would be endless error involving itself in contortions of unlimited confusion. God has given in his mercy to man a form of sound words or doctrines, a perfect plan and sketch of the original building, well-defined outlines of everything which concerns the present and eternal welfare of man and his own glory. Sound words, they're a sketch, they're a pattern, a concise representation. They're words that paint a picture. And we are to pattern our life and our ministry after the pattern or the sketch of sound words of scripture. And when Joshua was getting ready to go in to the promised land to take Jericho, the Lord said to him in Joshua chapter 6, verse 1 and 2, Now Jericho was tightly shut because of the sons of Israel. No one went out, no one came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I've given Jericho into your hand with its kings and the valiant warriors. He said, See, I've given. See, I'm sketching this in your heart. See, can you see the pattern? Retain the words. Don't just hear them. Keep those words. Walk in those words. Live in those words. And you will see those words come to manifestation in your life. And it was just like when Joshua went in and spied out the land, he held to the word of the Lord. And ultimately, after 40 years, he is now getting ready to walk into the land, for he retained the words that the Lord said, I have given you the land. When the Apostle Paul spoke to Timothy about the standard of sound words, Timothy was to hold to the doctrinal phraseology that he received from Paul. They're particular words that are to be retained and used so that the doctrinal statements of the truth may remain accurate and a norm for future teachers and preachers. The Word of God is not based on societal norms. The doctrine of verbal inspiration that the Bible writers wrote down, they are in God-chosen words. It is the truth given by revelation. The Lord said, I have given. Well, don't change those words to, I'm just waiting for it to happen, or he's going to do it. He said, I have given. Can you see it? Can you see the sketch? Can you see the pattern? Don't have to wait for it to come. It has been given. Well, retain those words, walk in those words, and let those words direct your path. For example, in Romans chapter 10, verse 8, the Word of God says the Word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart, that is the Word of faith which we are preaching. 
Words of faith are sound words. We do not back off from this statement, but we stand up for this truth. It does not matter what society thinks. We as ministers are to hold to these sound words, the verbal inspiration, the God-chosen words, the doctrinal phraseology given by God as the norm. We hold to these words. We do not let go of these words. We don't change them because society wants to say or hear something different. These are sound words that we hold to. Sound words are healthy words, whole words, incorruptible words. It's words that produce a healthy life and a healthy ministry because they are sound, healthy words of faith. The Apostle Paul went on in talking to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 14. He said, God, through the Holy Spirit who dwells in you, the treasure which has been entrusted to you. He said, guard it, keep it, preserve it, maintain it, watch over it through the Holy Spirit. So turn to the Holy Spirit for his help. He's our helper, and we should look to him for his, uh, his help. His ministry to us is to be a helper. We should look to him for his help. Sometimes pressures come against us, wanting us to let go of words of sound truth. That is the treasure that is in us. The sound words that we heard, the sound words that got deposited in our spirit. We don't want to yield to speaking wrong words. We should remove wrong words from our speech. Proverbs chapter 4 says, put away from you a deceitful mouth and put devious speech far from you. Well, these also include words that are contrary to the sound words of God's truth. When Jesus was in the wilderness being tempted of the devil, he held to sound words. And he said to Satan, it is written, it is written, it is written. And those are the words, those sound words that defeated Satan. It defeats temptation and it defeats the flesh. To let go of sound words is to give Satan and our flesh opportunity. But the word of God tells us, do not give him any opportunity. Proverbs 18 tells us that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Words will release life or they'll release death, which is ruin and destruction or giving access to the enemy to come and steal and kill and destroy. But sound words, God's words, they are life to us. Proverbs tells us in chapter 4 that these words are life to those that find them. They brings death to the enemy, but gives life to us. Just like when Israel was at the Red Sea. And the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your staff, divide the sea. And it, he did, and the sea divided, and Israel went through the sea on dry ground. But when the enemy tried to follow after them, that way of escape for, the en- for, for Israel became a death trap to the enemy. Sound words will bring life to us, but they'll bring defeat to our enemy. It defeats the high-pressure salesman of emotions. It'll defeat Satan in any form at all. James chapter 4, verse 7 says, Submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Submit to God. Submit is a position of dependency. The words we hold to, the words we speak, it shows who we are submitted to and who we are in agreement with. Jesus said you can't serve two masters, not in any situation at all. We keep with sound words 
because those are the words that defeat our enemy. Sound words are dangerous to our enemy. The devil hates sound words. It brings fear to him. He's not going to hang around those that are speaking sound words, those that will not let go of sound words, that, those that will not change those sound words, regardless of the pressures or what society is trying to say. No, we hold to sound words and the enemy will flee from us. Jesus, in the word of God, that of course, the word being inspired by the Holy Spirit, would use words like behold. Jesus said behold. There's other times in the Bible it says behold. And it means, can you see it? I'm painting you a picture, a sketch, drawing on your heart. For instance, in James chapter 5, verse 7, it says, behold, the farmer waits for the precious produce of the soil, being patient about it until it gets the early and the late latter rain. Behold, behold the farmer. Can you see? Behold, I'm painting you a picture. This farmer, he waits, he's patient, he endures. He holds firm for the early and the latter rain. We know that from the parable of the sower, Jesus said the word of God is a seed. Seed gets sown into the soil and seed in the soil needs the early rain and the latter rain. And that's time. It's time and it's season for each. Different seasons of pouring out of the anointing. The early rain will bring forth sprouts, but the latter rain is what produces harvest. Faith comes alive, sprouts up. It could be in our health, in our wealth, in our soundness. If we let go of sound words, it will cause us to dwell in dry places. In dry places, there is no rain. And even what sprouts up is going to dry up. Being impatient, we will not see good when it comes. We want to look at the sketch, the pattern that the Holy Spirit draws on our heart. Hold to the sound words when it comes to your health, when it comes to your wealth, when it comes to your spouse, when it comes to dealing with fear. Hold to sound words given in the direction, in decisions in our ministry. We hold the wrong words. It's going to give the devil the upper hand. Don't let go of sound words when things start to sprout as though we've already arrived. No, sprout means we're headed towards harvest. Don't let go. Hold to sound words. They will produce the early rain for sprouts and they will produce the latter rain for harvest. Jesus, in Matthew chapter 12, verses 34 and 35, he's spoke here and said, you brood of vipers, how can you being evil speak what is good? For the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. A good man out of his good treasure brings forth what is good, and the evil man out of his evil treasure brings forth what is evil. Out of God's nature in our spirit, a renewed mind brings forth good words, God's words, sound, healthy words. The treasure is something valuable. Treasure is kept in a safe place or a treasured place. And out of that treasured place, out of our heart, comes great treasures of sound words that we are to protect and guard on the inside of us. Our words can either be thermometers or thermostats. A thermometer will tell you what your temperature is, but a thermostat can be set to what you want it to be. 
So do we declare what we want and what we expect in our ministry based on the vision that God has placed in us? Or do we only say the way things are and hoping that it's going to change someday? Well, we don't want to have thermometer words. We want to have thermostat words. A thermostat may say it's 80 degrees in the house, but it's going to be set at a different temperature, a lower temperature. A thermometer tells you it's 80 degrees and it doesn't do anything to bring about a change. But the thermostat, when it's set at a lower temperature, it's going to stay working and stay running and it will not quit until it reaches the desired temperature that it's set at. And our words should be like that. It may be one way in our ministry, but there are sound words deposited in us that has painted a picture and pointing to a goal. We are to set the goal by faith and sound words in agreement with the word of God. And don't quit until the goal is reached. Like a thermostat stays on track until the desired temperature is reached. We do the same with sound words and we reach the goal or the harvest. We do not quit. Just like our AC systems or heating systems in our home, we want them working correctly and reaching the temperatures that we set it at. Jesus said, but I tell you that every careless word that people speaks, they shall give an accounting for it in the day of judgment. A careless word means a word that is not employed. It's inactive and unprofitable. Vincent's word study says it's a word of faith unaccompanied by works. We know faith without works is dead. It's unprofitable. It's careless and inactive. These are non-working thermostats. These are words that have set the desired goal but didn't reach the goal because of letting go of the sound words. The system shut down. If we have a heating or air conditioned system, we want it working correctly. We want, if it doesn't work correctly, we want to call somebody in to fix it because the system needs to work correctly. And how do you know when it works correctly? It reaches the desired temperature that we set it at. And that's how we know our systems are working normal within us. We continue to press to the goal. We do not quit or back off. We hold to the standard of sound words and stay with it until the desired goal or harvest is reached. He said that in the day of judgment, we will give accounting for every careless word we speak. So that means to give accounting means that he's going to be speaking to us about these things. Jesus is going to have a talk with us when our works are judged and rewards are being handed out. I could see myself seeing Jesus for the first time falling at his feet and just worshiping him. And he bends down and picks me up by the arm and says, son, we need to have a talk. Oh, and I'm going to know, oh, it's going to be about those words that I spoke and maybe did not hold to. Well, he's going to look for, ask for an accounting of those things at that time. And the words that we spoke, he said, your words will justify you or by your words, you will be condemned. So the words we say, They're either going to justify our actions or condemn our inactions. So 
based on those things, rewards are going to be handed out and the rewards will be the outcome. So all the way into eternity, it is very important that we retain the standard of sound words and we keep those words till it produces action and then the harvest comes into our life. These words, these sound words, they're not a cultural thing. They are a God thing. They have been given by God himself. Just like the woman with the issue of blood. She heard about Jesus and it says she thought, if I could just touch his garment, I'd get well. Well, the Greek says that she said it and she said it continuously. She said it and she said it and she said it. If I just touch his garment, I'd be well. If I could just touch his garments, I'd be, if I could just touch his garments, I'd be well. She said it, said it, said it over and over again. She retained the word. She would not let go of it. She took it to heart. It was implanted on the inside of her. And no matter the obstacles of the multitude, the obstacles of J. Iris, the obstacles of her physical condition, it did not matter. She held to those sound words. And every time she said it, if I could just touch his garment, I get well. If I could just touch his garment, I get well. Every time she said it, it was like a punch in the devil's face. Sprouting was taking place on the inside of her. And even though she faced obstacles, as I said, the multitude, J. Iris, her physical condition, her weakened state, when Jesus showed up, she acted on what she heard and what she said and what she held to, the sound words that was in her, she acted on it. And this faith brought the latter rain and she received the anointing of healing and deliverance into her life. She didn't just touch a garment, she touched the anointing that her words had led her to as she acted on them and employed her words and it brought results into her life. Back in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and sound mind. Sound mind is defined as self-discipline, sobriety, sound judgment. It gets us off the roller coaster ride in our thinking and in our emotions. It gets our ministry off that roller coaster ride and gets us on a steady path. We hold to those sound words. It's a mind that is set on sound words. That's a sound mind. It's a mind that's set on the doctrinal phraseology. The one that's looking at the sketch, the pattern for our ministries based on the word of God. And having our mind set on the things above and pressing into them in our life and in our ministry. The sound mind has a thermostat of their ministries, sets the goals of the vision that is which is desired and the sound words of the word of God and doesn't let go of them and continues to declare them, continues to hold on to them all the way to reaching the desired goal. It's where we get off the road of wandering and wondering. It helps us to be consistent in ministry. It keeps us looking forward, set on the goal, not backing off till the desired goal was reached. Makes us steady, makes us constant, makes us consistent. It's the anointing working in the restoration of the soul and the mind, the emotions and the will. And this comes from holding to, retaining sound words. The book of Jude, chapter one, verse three in the message translation, he says, dear friends, I've dropped everything to write to you about this life of salvation that we have in common. 
I have to write insisting, begging that you fight with everything you have in you for this faith entrusted to us as a gift to God and to cherish. He said, I'm writing to you, I'm insisting, I'm begging that you fight with everything you have in you for this faith entrusted to us as a gift to God and to cherish. Fight. Fight so the devil don't steal it. Fight to retain it. Fight to hold on to it. Fight so that it's not stolen because of the pressures of society or the pressures of others that says, you know, that's just an old way of talking. You need to change the way you talk. No, we hold to the standard of sound words. We don't let the devil steal from us through pressures. We don't let the devil steal from us through society. We don't let the devil steal from us even through false teachings. The parable of the sower talks about three grounds that the seed was sown into, but the devil came to steal it. And we don't want to let the devil steal it. We want to hold on to it. We want to be the good ground, the good soil that that seed gets sown into and produces into our lives and into our ministries. You know, God is the one that has determined the contents of the Christian faith. And it was to be taught without change. We are to hold to the sound words of the word of God. It's the word of God that is the power of God. The word of God is the power of God. Don't let go of the word of God and you won't let go of the power of God. You know, we never allow the critics of our constitution to change the words of our rights. We don't allow critics of our nation to change the vision of our founding fathers. And we don't allow the critics of faith to change God-given words of faith. Hold to the standard, fight with everything you have, proclaim the ministry, declare the faith of God. The doctrine of verbal inspiration written down in God-chosen words, the word of faith which we are preaching. Don't back off from it, stand up for truth, stay with sound words, have a healthy life, Have a healthy ministry, one that's prosperous, that grows, where you're blessed in the work of your hand because you're holding to, declaring, and living in the standard of sound, healthy words. I'd like to take a moment and just pray with you right now. Father, I thank you for your word. Father, thank you that your anointing comes on your word, that as we receive your word, Father, faith, Faith is released on the inside of us because faith comes by hearing your word. Father, I thank you for the Holy Spirit that brings revelation of these truths that comes alive inside of us, that will show us how to apply these things into our life and into our ministry. Father, I pray that we see the sketch, your perfect plan for our lives and for our ministries, that step by step, that it just becomes more and more plain. Help us, Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit, by the strength that comes from him. Help us to hold to the doctrinal phraseology as laid out in God-chosen words of your word, that we will not yield to societal pressures, but we'll continue to hold to the word of faith that we are preaching, and we continue to preach it to the coming of our Lord. Lord, we'll be the ones that will stand firm, stand tall, stand true to your word, to your life, 
to your faith that you have given to us in Christ Jesus. We thank you for it, Lord. We bless you. We magnify you and we praise you this day and all days. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to thank you all for joining in today and listening to the podcast. And I do pray that it has been a blessing to you, that it'll come alive on the inside of you. No matter where you are in the world, the word of God is truth. The word of God touch you. The anointing of God touch you right where you're at. And according to that word, I speak now to you, health to your body, prosperity to your soul, prosperity in your life, and your soul continue to prosper in the sound words of the word of God. I pray that all that you set your hand to in the kingdom of God and for the advancement of the kingdom of God, I pray that it prosper, that it increase, that harvest comes into your life so that you'll continue to promote the kingdom of God on the earth and bring continual loss to the kingdom of darkness. God bless you all, and thank you again so much for joining in today's podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. ICFM is an international fellowship of faith churches and ministries. If you would like more information on our fellowship and what it has to offer, then please visit us online at icfm.org. You can also take advantage of our resources on our ICFM app available on App Store, Google Play, Amazon, and Roku. We pray God's blessings over you as you continue to lead forward.